disheveled. Urkel. Extortion. Gibbers. Oh. Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. And we're so excited to talk about this episode called Family Matters, starring Reginald Val Johnson and Jaleel White and Dennis Murphy. Everywhere you look. Nope. At the hu- That's step by step, isn't it? It's a rare condition in this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and condition of the grand design. Some people yep. say it's even harder to harder find. To find. Yeah. Good old TGIF. This episode is season 32, episode 24. It aired on January 19th, 2024. Hosted by Dennis Murphy, our least problematic Florida man ever. And we originally covered this case in an episode called Tallahassee Trap in October of 2020. There we go. Did you remembered? I did remember from one very specific instant secured it. Okay. I can't wait to hear what that was. But I also confuse myself because this case is very famous right now. Yes, and I know you've watched a ton of YouTube things and all mm-hmm. of that and listened to the podcast, not yes. this podcast, the other pod, the legitimate podcast. The Wondery podcast, Over My Dead Body. Over My Dead Body. Mm-hmm. But just a reminder, right now we are just covering Dateline's coverage of this case. And yes. if you want to do a deep dive, there's plenty of YouTubers, podcasts, books, etc. Much like Elik Murdoch, this case cannot be contained in two hours. So I know there's stuff that Dateline left out. And and it comes into my feed and I see prison phone calls with a mom and son and they keep coming into my feed. It makes me feel like they want me to listen to them. They do. They for sure do. So I will. So Dennis has us starting at the present day and then we're rewinding to the past. But at the present... A pair of senior citizens setting out from Miami's International Airport. Remember when I used to sing, Welcome to Miami, Bienvenido a Miami, every single time we were Remember in when? Miami. I haven't done it in years. You don't listen to our show. Years so you... I haven't done it. Okay. She hasn't done it in years, folks. Also, years. I'd like to butt in here with an important beep, 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 beep announcement. Our tagline for Dennis is Dennis is enough. And I think that we should consider officially changing it. I'd like to put this forth to the panel, which is you. Mm -hmm. I would like to maybe consider changing it to Dennis is the most. He is the most. He's more. He first he was Dennis is enough. Then he was Dennis is more than enough. And now he's the most. The most. I love it. Great. Let it be known. This is done. I don't have a gavel. So insert gavel sound. Yeah. So this pair of senior citizens flying out of Miami, flying to Vietnam through Dubai, Harvey Adelson, a wealthy dentist, and Donna, his devoted wife, they're boarding a plane when a team of federal agents surround Donna, who is 73 years old, and arrest her. And we're seeing it all on body cam footage. It's truly excellent. They take her in and she takes a mugshot that Dennis says would blow up the internet. I love when Dennis talks tech and slang. I wish he had said broke the internet. I wish he had referenced Kim Kardashian in some way. Yeah. But I loved it. 
Then we rewind to 2014 when this case started in Florida. In 2014, 41-year-old Dan Markell, who is a beloved and accomplished law professor at Florida State University, was shot dead in his garage by someone in a getaway Prius, which is good PR for Priuses because no one thinks that we can go fast and we can go very fast. Well, we think you can go quiet. We can go quiet too. Also, shout out to anybody from California who immediately assumed that when they said FSU that it was Fresno State University. <laughs> I thought this whole thing took place in California. <laughs> it's so kind of the same. There is a lot. Central California is like Florida light. Yeah. And some parts of it are Florida exact. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. We meet Jason Newlin, who is a not to be confused with John Lewin who is a chief investigator. I think I thought he was very cute last time, and I still do. Yeah, I remember his face. So that sounded beautiful. (laughs) That sounded like a song from a musical. Um, You remember his face and the newlandness of your feelings for him? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that good? That's beautiful. So Dan was married to a fellow lawyer and professor, Wendy Adelson. They had two sons, but in 2012... She filed for divorce, and he called it his Pearl Harbor moment, which I guess means Ben Affleck was there. So she wanted to Ooh. move six or seven hours and away to where her family is in South Florida. I forget how big Florida is. It's like California almost. It's big. Yeah. It's big. So she wanted to move away with the kids, but the court wouldn't let her because they have a custody agreement. So mark off custody battle on your bingo cards. I think you're going to get bingo on this one for sure. So police bring in Wendy and they tell her that Dan has died and she breaks down crying. Now, we're seeing it from far away. The camera is not great. To me, it looked okay, but I need to be close up to see if there are actual tears. She's going through the Kleenexes, but we need to hear from the cop if he saw eye fluid or she just practiced a lot. She's. Did we have issues with this in Tallahassee Trap? I think... We did, but now it's been four years. Maybe I've changed. Maybe I'm too gullible now, but I thought it seemed okay because she's asking questions. She's saying things that were believable. Like she goes, what? I just got a message from him this morning, which means nothing and is nonsensical. And I think that's what people say. Like when people hear that someone was murdered, they'll always be like, I just saw them two days ago. How could they be murdered? Even though that doesn't make any sense. But I think people say that. And then she says, like, my poor kids. And then she asks what happened right away. She That's a dead red flag if people don't ask what happened. So Yeah, that's true. I thought she did pretty good at the beginning. I agree. You agree? Okay, interesting. I do. So they swab Wendy for GSR. They don't find any. She has an alibi. So it wasn't her specifically. And she says right away, He didn't treat me very well, so I'm scared that someone did this because they thought it would be good for me. And that's why I kind of think she didn't know at this point in time, because she starts to throw everyone under the bus and saying, there's so many people who would do this for me. And why would she say that at all if she was involved? And she's really not doing it in a fake kind of way. This is all going to come back to bite us. I'm going to listen to Tallahassee Trap because I have a feeling we had very different opinions because I remember listening to Over My Dead Body for the first time and having questions. This seems 
unless you're just really trying to throw suspicion off yourself, it feels like in watching it this time that she's trying to put it together. Yeah. Of like, clearly this is not going to be a stranger that came into our suburban neighborhood to shoot right. my husband in the garage. Right. Like this was, this somebody had did this on and, purpose. And she's right away saying it had something to do with me. Someone maybe did this because of my fight with him. Mm. That's either being like so honest that it makes you look innocent or she's not involved or Here's she's trying to blame someone else like Jeff, the ex kind of boyfriend. But then she starts blaming her family, too. She starts talking about her brother. She volunteers so much information of people who had grudges against him. She's also a lawyer. Yeah. Does she have a lawyer in there with her? Or is no. she the lawyer in the room with she herself? Is, she never asked for a lawyer. And she talked to them for hours. I don't think she's involved. Because I think if she was involved, she would have immediately had a lawyer in there with her. She knows what to do. Yeah. I agree. And I don't think she would be pointing the finger at so many people, including family members. Agreed. She had been dating this guy, Jeffrey, but she's in a timeout with him. And he was jealous of other guys, but he was not violent. And then we meet podcaster who isn't us. So mark that off your bingo cards. Matthew from the excellent podcast Over My Dead Body on Wondery. I think this is season one. I think this See, is the first case they I ever think it might did. Be season one. So... Mm -hmm. Her ex, Jeff, tells police, Wendy is so charismatic and sexy, and you'd throw yourself in front of a bus for her. And Dennis says, as a jealous ex, he's straight out of central casting, which is one of Dennis's favorite expressions. Mm -hmm. And Jeff says, Wendy seems scared of Dan all the time. And I thought, that's interesting because she never said that to the police, that she was scared. So then it made me think she's manipulating the men in her life by acting scared, which we've seen on Dateline before, to get them to do things. And by acting scared of her ex. Because she never told police she was scared of him. So... And so, and during all of this, there's this custody thing. Yes. Hanging over. Yes. Okay. So Jeff says... I've probably said a hundred times I'd like to kick his A. So I'm surprised you didn't call me in sooner. But he's casual because he knows he has an alibi. So he knows it's not him. So if Wendy wanted to put suspicion on him, it didn't work because he has an alibi, a solid one. He would be a good one to pin on if he didn't have an alibi because he had verbally said he wanted to harm Dan. We'll get to all the other stuff she says. But after the funeral, Wendy moved to be close to her family with the kids. Dennis is in a ride along with Detective Cutie and police search security footage. They find the Prius. They find it following Dan. And Dennis says he is being hunted. They search security footage from the buses in the area because these buses have cameras on the inside and out. And I was like, get your act together, New York. And thank you for everyone who told us how Tony Tung in the itchy sweater could have gotten to Jersey without being detected. But I am not going to share it with all of America like Dateline would. So what? You're going to have to figure it out. I'll tell you, but I'm not going to announce all the sneaky ways that you could get there without being detected. Were we right on any of them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Does one of them rhyme with Shmama Duke? The Shmama Duke. <laughs> No. no, that was not Bipogriff. Yeah, neither of those were. No, okay, but you so know what some someone sort said? Of portal, a tuk tuk. It was a tuk tuk. I knew it was a tuk tuk. <laughs> it was a rickshaw. 
<laughs> which was also when what did we talk about which episode was that that we went off on a tuk tuk it was it living that, it up in lebanon it, it, no it was more recent so oh. they find the prius before and after the murder and there are two people in the car but they can't tell who they are and they can't read the license plate because since the 90s sorry since the 80s We've been able to watch Captain EO coming straight at you in 3D, but security cameras still can't read a license plate. Great. So we still can't do that ultra zoom in that they do mm-hmm. on CSI and whatever, Minority Report, every show that has technology capabilities, we still can't do the super zoom. Nope, because security cameras not in 4K. It's ridiculous. They do see a toll road pass and they find the Prius through that, and they find out that it's a rental. And I was very surprised that a rental came with a toll road pass that was, like, paid for. Was it paid I think they must do that in Florida. Because my rental cars that I've ever gotten don't even have a radio. So how are they getting a toll road pass? Shocking. No, but you don't rent cars a lot in places with toll roads. No. I bet you in places with a lot. I bet you if I was to rent a car in Pennsylvania, it would have a toll pass. Let us know. So it was rented to Luis Rivera, and it also says on it in handwriting, brother, with a phone number. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. These are my awards from rental car. So they have two guys now. They have Luis Rivera and Sigfredo Garcia. Both are criminals. One is in the Latin Kings. They find ATM footage of both men in the Prius that day. So they have them, they arrest them. Mm -hmm. Dennis says, why would they drive 500 miles to kill someone they don't know? Well, I would walk 500 miles to kill someone that I didn't know, and I would walk 500 more. And they know what they did, and they know who they are. We said in our Traders episode for Patreon that we were going to try to work that into phrases. Was that what we were working in? I don't remember that being... They know what they did. Is it they know what they did? And then you walk away. I thought we were going to use that in the Patreon dedication. Yeah, we might. Um, you need it then too. It's effective I'm gonna do in it multiple now. situations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would also walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to recommend Gooder sunglasses. Oh, yeah. And I would wear them the whole time because they're 100% polarized, so it's better for my eyes. And they feel like you're wearing nothing on your face. They're so lightweight that you could easily walk 500 miles. And Mm -hmm. if I decide to run and not walk, they won't slip or bounce. But let's be real, I'm not running anywhere. But in case you had to, you're gooder to go. If I was being chased by an iguana or a rabid raccoon, I'm gooder to go. There you go. Also, they're inexpensive enough. You know on a 500-mile trip, you're going to lose some sunglasses. Just buy a bunch of them. Yeah, 10. Yeah. I am only running to Gooder's website to buy more Gooder's. They are stylish, Sunnies, starting at only $25 a pair. And they have a year warranty, 30-day free returns, 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and they're a 100% carbon neutral company. I have been wearing my same electric Dinotopia Carnival ones constantly, but I'm ordering these really cute ones called Don't Tab Shame Me because they're light pink, which is my new favorite color lately. And I always have between 20 and 30 tabs open on my laptop and I won't be shamed for it. Then I saw the Candy Grams Get Me Randy, ma'am. That's great. And I also want those because they have like little hearts and candy grams on them for Valentine's Day. That's cute. Day. 
You should get those. The price is so good. I can just buy both. Mm -hmm. I have sensitive eyes, so I literally have pairs of sunglasses stashed everywhere. They are so lightweight. They're so cute. My hair doesn't get caught in them. And if you want to support our show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving a Date with Dateline listeners free shipping on your first order. You can go to gooder.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline to get free shipping. Remember, Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. So find your pair at gooder.com slash date dateline and use code date dateline to get free shipping. And then you'll be gooder to go. Why be just great when you can be gooder? I love it. Gooder, gooder, baby back gooder. I'm gooder with plenty of sunglasses. Good and plenty. I don't know. I'm trying. Okay, we're trying. We're get, we'll get there, Gooder. We love you. We think your products are amazing. We do. Go check them out if you haven't already. Fantastic sunglasses at a fantastic price. Exactly. So two years pass. Police are still looking into it. They have these two hitmen guys, but they think that Wendy's family was involved for so many reasons. First oh, of yeah. all, this custody agreement. They were fighting for years over these kids because she wanted to move away. They were just about to have a hearing the week after he was murdered. I think there's a lot more to that custody stuff that they do not go into on Dateline. That's I remember that being a pretty gnarly divorce. Mm, One of the gnarliest. So during the divorce proceedings, her family pooled their money and offered Dan a million dollars to essentially give up the rights to the kids so she could take them away. And he is not a monster, so he obviously said no. No amount of money is worth my children. Is he a lawyer as well? He is a lawyer as well, a law professor. So he's fine. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he doesn't need the money. But also, you not only are giving up your kids, you know that you are giving them to people who would pay for them. Correct. The type of people that would offer you money, and that's who they're going to go live with. They must have been making, the only thing I can think is they're making his life so miserable is that you're really just paying them to go away. Yeah, but also the kids. But then your kids are, yeah, there's that's not going to happen. What a weird proposition. It's horrible. So Dan That's how says, little they thought of him, by the way. Yeah, that, that they he thought would that take that might it. be an option. Yeah, that he would take it. Like, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So he says no. And then he hears from one of the kids that grandmommy hates daddy. Which is Wendy's mom, Donna, is grandmommy, grandmommy, mm-hmm. mother, father. Nope. nope. So. Wait, can we go ahead and just confirm that grandmother and grandfather are okay? Grandmother? I think they're better than father and mother. Better. It's you know, not great, but. You know, on Talking Dateline, which is their after show that they stole from us, that Mancos, he brought up us again and said, I will be talking like a date with Dateline and being snarky, but I think father is really weird. (laughs) The fact that he called him father and he talked about and he said, are you from the 17th century? Why are you talking like that? Basically everything we said. So and then I made a video, a mashup on social media because I was really excited. Does he want us to call in? ever? I know it should be like a radio show that we could call into. If he ever wants, I don't know our if opinion our opinions are here. appreciated. To be honest, I don't know. He keeps mentioning us. That's twice that he's mentioned us in the past Thank month. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah, we love you, Josh. So Dan finds out that Mo- Grandmommy has been saying bad things about him to the kids, and so he feels like she's poisoning them against me. So he 
files a motion to get the kids from not being able to spend time with grandmother Donna by themselves without supervision. So it's just getting worse and worse. And then there's all these emails that were exchanged during the divorce where Donna had emailed Wendy, hi, honey, it's time for action. Let's show this F what will make him absolutely miserable. Now, that sentence did not make sense to me. And so I went back to my notes because let's show this F what will make him absolutely miserable. What does someone knows what would make them absolutely miserable? You don't show them what would make them absolutely miserable. So I went well, back maybe he doesn't know it till it happens. Maybe. But I That's- went back to my notes and in the previous episode, Tallahassee mm-hmm. Trap, I wrote down, let's show this F what we'll make him, comma, absolutely miserable. So let's show him what we will make him, comma, absolutely miserable. See, it Cons- totally changed the meaning. Which Conspiracy. one is right? Dennis. Dennis. Now, I could why? have been wrong in my notes last time in 2020. There was a lot going on that year. Maybe I mistyped. Or maybe, Dennis, they said two different things. Which one is true? Dateline? The ball's in your I'm court. I'm dying to know. The ball's in your court, and I don't know what that means. It, it means write us back. Yeah, write us when back. When we email you, please write us back. Yeah. It's very much like Hamilton, and you put a comma where, and it changed the meaning, and I want to know. So, anything. I'm going to, I got to go back and look now. Yeah. Now, I, I got, is Tallahassee Trap available for viewing? I haven't we... checked. Okay. All right. So, Wendy had told police right when Dan was killed, my parents have more reason to dislike him more than anyone else. He hurt their daughter. So again, why would she say that? If she was involved, why would she throw any suspicion? Is it because she thought they they would find out anyways that it, there was this contention and it would look weird if she didn't mention it? Or was she really not involved at the beginning? What do you think? I just don't see that there's any proof that she was involved. She's literally just throwing out theories, which sometimes is suspicious. When people throw out theories on Dateline to police, it is sometimes very suspicious. But she's throwing a lot of people under the bus and directing police towards a lot of people. Unless someone threw out a theory on Twitter, she wanted the kids all to herself and to get her away from her family and to get them Ooh. all in trouble because she secretly hated them. So she... Because wasn't the place where she was moving closer to her family? Yes. She was moving closer to them. So that's not a workable theory. If they go to jail, it is. She can have that whole town by herself and they're all in jail. And then right, she kept her hands clean hmm. or was planned to pin it on Jeff. But then she thought, I don't know. Let us know what you think. Or do people, I think people just think she was in on it. I think the majority of people, if I did a poll, think that she knew about it from the beginning. I think that there's a strong possibility that it was thrown out there as a joke and a joke and she's trying to make him miserable but not taking it that far. And then if she did catch a whiff of something at some point, I have a feeling she said, I don't want to know anything about it. Never talk to me. Uh, right. Talk about this in front of me again. Yes. I'm a lawyer. Do not do this in mm-hmm. front of me. And I think they wanted to keep her hands clean for sure. Agreed. So that she could still keep the kids and she wouldn't be in any trouble. But then I just don't know if she had an instinct that it was them, why she would tell police that. I don't. Is how is Wendy really clever? She might be just more clever than me because I am not getting why she did that. 
But I mean, is she clever enough that she would think that they're going to look that way anyways, that she's going to find they're going to find out that her family's really close and that her family was trying to. Does she know she's a suspect, basically? And so she's she knows they're also going to look at her family. And so she's trying to come out ahead of it. That's possible. That's she knew she thinks it looks more. It looks yeah. better to be honest at the beginning. Yes. And they don't find out later. Or is Which she is just true. in self-protection mode and mm. she's throwing out everyone that's not her, even if it's her family? Or that. Just so Don't strange. Know. So yeah, the the Adelsons ran a big dental practice, the Adelson Dental Institute. Donna was a go-getter. She and her giant shoulder pads were on Wheel of Fortune in 1989. And she has this New York accent and she says, I'm a domestic coordinator. I'm responsible for the activities, classes, and lessons for my three children and husband. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the oldest Rob moved away from the family, wasn't close to them. So he's clearly the smart one. The middle son, a.k.a. the dumb son, Charlie, faced disciplinary problems in school, but eventually he became a dentist like the rest of the family and was flashy around Miami, a single douche who is driving sports cars with the license plate that says Maestro? Did he orchestrate a murder? Did I use that joke? Yeah, absolutely. Four years ago. I remember Maestro very well. Also, was there a technique or something that he used called the Maestro? Was that like a... A lovemaking term? No. Was that like a type of veneer, the Maestro? He was known for doing implants or something, right? Yeah, he does implants and makes people's smiles better. So, but is that why he called himself the maestro? Maestro was something specific. I'm just not remembering what it is. They talk about it last time. He's the maestro of douchebaggery. There we go. So he was the protector for the youngest child, Wendy, and her confidant. And she even told police, again, right when Dan was murdered, He told me, I looked into hiring a hitman, but it was cheaper to get you this TV. And he said that joke all the time. That's the worst joke. I hope we talk about that in Tallahassee Trap. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why doesn't it make sense? Tell me the line of the joke again. I looked into hiring a hitman for Mm -hmm. you and killing Dan, but it was cheaper to get you this TV. So happy birthday. But it was cheaper to get you this guard dog. Yeah. It was cheaper to get you this German Shepherd right, puppy. Right, something that's related to... Something that's related to protection right. or keeping you safe. A TV doesn't do anything, no. but it was cheaper for me just to get this I alarm system. I think he's system. just saying, I was going to get you this gift, and instead I just got you this gift because it was So cheaper. it's not even clever. No. It's not even close no. to trying to do... It's not a funny joke. It's no. not a joke at all. It, it's a statement that's just a statement that you didn't make your joke very and apparently good. he did it all the time which tells me everything i need to know about maestro he's the maestro of bad jokes that was bad yeah. that's bad charlie so she's like he's very protective of me he's my big brother why is she telling police this i don't un- she doesn't have to volunteer and these are private conversations she does not have to volunteer any of this information this they maybe wouldn't have figured out except that Unfortunately, Charlie told everyone this joke because he thought it was so funny. So, but if he hadn't, if it had just been betwixt them, she wouldn't have even had to volunteer that information. Yeah. So then we have the two guys. We have Rivera and we have Garcia. And Rivera decides to flip on Garcia for a deal. He says, 
Garcia came to him and says, I have a hit job for you and I'll pay you 35000 Apparently, they had gone on a spending spree and bought cars and motorcycles after the hit. How are they buying cars and motorcycles for 35K? What, used? Yeah. What, used. Okay. They got a used Toyota Corolla. And did they? I don't know. But they said multiple cars, <laughs> motorcycles. I don't understand. But well, anyway, got I, no, they each got more than 35, didn't they? No, Luis got 35. And we don't. Okay, Louis, I think Luis was not the one that was having the spending spray. It said both of them, but maybe you're right. I think Luis got some new jeans, <laughs> some sneakers, and then a motorcycle. Yeah, that's a fine. Then, okay. Yeah. Add it to the spreadsheet. Thank mm-hmm. you on our website, please. So Luis tells Garcia, Luis, sorry, I get so confused with the names. So I'm going to call that one Luis and one Garcia, Sigfredo Garcia mm-hmm. and Luis Rivera. So Luis tells the police, that Garcia is the one who actually shot Dan. And the hit was because the lady wants full custody of her kids. Okay? After the hit, they're driving, and Luis says, Garcia calls Katie, who is his baby mama, to say, it's done, he's dead, make sure you have our money. So this Katie woman is Garcia's baby mama, but she's also connected to the Adelsons. She's getting a paycheck from them, checks signed by Donna from the Dental Institute, but she wasn't Mm. doing any work for the Dental Institute. She is also the recent ex-girlfriend of Charlie. She has excellent taste in men. Katie, raise your standards. Wow. Because she's just dating all these guys and getting everything paid for her. Although she will say later that that's not true. She does also work a couple jobs. She does work a couple. She's a hustler. No yeah. shame in that. I'm not she mad at is her. driving a car that used to belong to Harvey Adelson, Wendy's dad. The Lexus. Okay. It, the Lexus. Mm-hmm. And Charlie had paid for half of her breast implants, put in by a guy named Dr. Boobner. Is that what you remember from the first it's episode? It's not actually, hilariously. And I think we probably wanted to know if it was one boob, right? I'm sure made the joke, which half was it? Was it the left or the right? I think a lot of people probably made that joke. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not. Yeah, Bob, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To Dennis's Uh, credit, he didn't say which half. But to Dennis's credit, they also left in Dr. Boobner. (laughs) Dennis knew that he had to cut this episode down significantly and felt like, that needed to stay. It needs to stay. Dr. Boobner's um, not going anywhere. Also, sorry, do we not, we don't get any B-roll of Dr. Boobner's office still? No, I want to know was, what it looks like. Tacky, AF. We're going to know. And also, Dr. Boobner seems like he should have the license plate maybe that says Maestro. Yeah, I'm sure his says boobs with a it Z. It probably says Boobner. Yeah, or Boobner, yeah. What boob n apostrophe r? Okay, boobner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. So the police need proof that the Adelsons were connected to Katie and that Katie got these hitmen. So they put a squeeze on Grandmommy Donna, much like Doctor Boobner's career. Oh boy! Oh boy! So she's walking down the street, and an undercover FBI agent poses as like a. Hitman, gangster, shakedowner type tough guy. He hands her a piece of paper, which is an article about the homicide. And on it, it says 5K. And he says, I know your family's been taking care of Katie and Tutu, which is Garcia's cute little nickname. 
Tutu, after your problem up north got resolved, but Mm. you're not taking care of my boy, Luis. My boy is sitting in prison and he needs your help and he helped you out. So you need to help him. This is what I remembered. The shakedown. The shakedown. Yeah. So she calls Charlie and of course police are tapping his phone Mm -hmm. and she's very smart because she's being very vague. I had some paperwork handed to me. It involves both of us. You probably have an idea what I'm talking about, but Charlie is an idiot and he just says, so is someone trying to blackmail you? No, Charlie thinks he's impervious. Yeah, he does. And she's like, why couldn't my smart son that left the family be the one that was in charge of the hit? Why was it Charlie? No, because Rob is smart enough to want no part of this. Wendy also might be smart enough to want no part of this. Mm-hmm. Like, let me handle my business. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all your advice. I don't need your, quote, help right. at all. Thank you. That's We do seek help in quotations later. Mm-hmm. So then they go to a restaurant. They film Charlie. A secret agent is filming Charlie at this restaurant, La Dolce Vida. And it seems like he's talking to Katie. The audio is very bad. But they think he's saying, you better kill him because he's going to be a big problem. And if you can't do it, I'll have someone else do it. Talking about Luis and his brother or whoever was doing the shakedown. So I don't know why they couldn't put like an audio bug in the salt shaker or get better audio there. And I still don't get why people meet in restaurants to discuss murder. Go hiking on a deserted trail where you can't see anyone for miles and you know that you're alone. And you're not At being... At the end of a pier? The end of a pier. Yeah. And there's no bug. So they arrest Katie because they really do feel like she's involved. And she and Sigfredo Garcia, her baby daddy, go on trial together. And I really think she's meant to be with Garcia and not Charlie at this point. They have kids together. They are going on trial for murder together. Soulmates. I don't think she should be with Charlie. So Wendy testifies for the prosecution. She was given immunity to testify. Why does Wendy need immunity? Okay. So... Hmm. They don't have anything on her, but she's a lawyer, so she probably only agreed to do it for immunity. She says, I had nothing to do with anything. There was no plot, and I had nothing to do with it. I do know Katie because she was dating my brother, Charlie, and there's a picture of them on the beach together. And Katie really was, as Dennis says, straddling between two worlds. She was dating Charlie, who's a very wealthy periodontist or dentist or whatever from a very rich family. And she's dating this gangbanger who's the dad of her kids. Side note, she ended Mm. up picking Garcia. So how big of a douche did Charlie have to be that Katie chose the gang member over a rich dentist? I'm not surprised at all. He's that horrible. His jokes are bad. And he drives a car that says maestro. Those two items are enough. Lay out a personality here. That is really... Un- okay, and then put Florida in that mix. Yeah. And then put Mommy Coddler in that mix. Yeah, true. So all of this equals Choosing bad. Garcia. Very, very, very bad. Yeah. So then this is the part that got cut out of the first episode when I went back to my notes. And I know they cut it out for time, but I just have to mention it. Wendy says on the stand that she had a nickname for Dan when he was being difficult, which was Gibbers, which I might have said Gibbers at the beginning, but it's Gibbers 
That doesn't count, though. They don't say that in this episode. I know, but it's so creepy of a nickname, and she did it to make him seem less threatening because now she's saying she was scared of him. Jippers is the scariest name ever. Like I said last time, it's a ventriloquist dummy that comes to life and steals your skin. No, that's Mr. Jibbers does that. <laughs> Mr. Jibbers. I'm also assuming I said that last time. I'm sure you did, but I'm repeating it because it be it's Mr. bold. Or Uncle Jibbers, Uncle which Jibbers. is worse. That's worse. <laughs> Uncle Jibbers. Uncle anything is worse. Yeah, it is. So Wendy says, Charlie did make a joke that the TV is cheaper than a hitman. And he made that joke a lot. He often repeated not very funny jokes. So now we know for sure. No, we know that. What is the other factor here that it looks like Charlie is? What do people on drugs love to do? Repeat jokes over and over and they think they're the best. Yeah, that sounds right. Please don't do drugs. Don't kids. do drugs. Please don't do so, drugs. So Katie, with a very fancy braid that I was impressed by, takes the stand in her own defense. She said, I didn't get money from Charlie or the Adelsons, I s even though there are lots of checks. I supported myself as a bottle girl and I made good tips up to 1500 a night. And I paid Dr. Boobner myself with my own money. Mm. Now, there's proof that goes against that later, but whatever. She says, I do think Charlie was involved in the murder of Dan, but I didn't have anything to do with it. And my baby daddy Garcia didn't have anything to do with it. So it's just pure coincidence that you and Garcia got arrested and he was in the Prius and all of this, but it was Charlie. And you are the one that connects Charlie to the hitmen. Okay. It's a coincidence. Hmm. So she says I wasn't involved. Garcia is found guilty, but it's a hung jury for Katie. And this is where our last episode ended. So there's so much new stuff that's happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So after 2016, Wendy stopped letting Dan's lovely parents visiting the grandkids. And their names are Ruth and Phil, by Ruth the way. Ruth and Phil are amazing. We like them. We'll talk yeah. more about them later. They are not allowed to see the grandkids anymore. And worse, Wendy changes her kid's last name from Markel to Adelson. And that's, that's up. shady AF. And she says it's for their safety because of the publicity of the case. So why is she changing their name to Adelson? To the more famous last name. I would say the Adelson last name is more famous than the Markel last name, just because there's more Mar Adelsons that are involved than there are Markels. 100%. This is really also just so disrespectful, Wendy. You really needed to think about this. Yeah, it's a horrible, horrible look and cruel to do. So You didn't need to do that. No. Also, you know what you could have done if you really felt like you needed to? Hyphenate their last name. Yeah, yeah it's longer. But if you really feel the need to have your name in there yeah. or change both of their middle names. Mm -hmm. Do something. But what are you doing? Yeah, it's horrible. And or wait till they're old enough and give them the choice. Yeah, and but they're poisoning their kids' minds against Dan I and really his don't family like anyways. So Dan's parents, Ruth and Phil, work to pass the Markell Act in Florida, which is if a parent had civil or criminal charges towards the deceased parent, the grandparents can file for visitation which is great. That's great. And because it passes, they finally get to see the kids after six years of not seeing them. Oh. That's so sweet because the last episode ended, they weren't able to talk to the kids. 
So that's a great update. And also, you know a good grandma when you see one. She's working hard for Ruth those is kids. an A-plus grandma. Absolutely. Ruth gives sweet treats. Yeah. She's fun. Yeah. She supports you. Mm -hmm. She wants to see all your sports pictures. Mm -hmm. If you get really into photography one summer, maybe she helps you buy a camera, even though she knows that you're not going to be in photography next summer. <laughs> yes, totally. She's the one. Yeah. So prosecutors are working on the case behind the scenes. They take that tape of Charlie and Katie in the restaurant to an audio guy to make it easier to hear. And they hear Charlie yeah. saying, if they had any evidence, we would have already gone to the airport. So he's implying there is evidence that makes him look guilty and that he would flee. That's not great. And then he says, the guy who approached my mom for the shakedown, why didn't he, they come to me? They obviously don't know the whole story, meaning he's involved in the whole story. And he thinks this shakedown guy just doesn't know it. Okay. They take this tape to a grand jury and they indict Charlie, which is what we were all waiting for. They mm -hmm. surround Charlie's house, which apparently had barbed wire on it. And one of the cops gets caught on it. And I would have liked to have seen the video. There is no video. Charlie comes out in boxer shorts and gets arrested. Okay, sorry. So allegedly he is also selling drugs because why else do you have barbed wire and like all this security around your perimeter? Great point. Well, he's going to have a reason for that later. So Charlie takes the grossest mugshot, mark it I, off your bingo cards. Sweaty. Someone pale. with his hair texture should not live in Florida. Yeah, and I don't take good pictures. I'm going to, if I ever took a mugshot, it'd be real rough, but. I'm not photogenic, so I'm staying out of trouble for that reason alone. Well, also, you probably are going to know better than to look surprised in your mugshot. And Charlie looks surprised and like he's been doing drugs for a few days. Yeah, and thought he was in the clear. Mm -hmm. So a month later, Katie goes on trial and is found guilty in her second trial. Phew. They're just there racking up the people and knocking them down. Knocking the pins down. So next, Charlie goes on trial. Now, he has been out for 10 years since the murder, maestroing it up. Okay, I looked it up. That's just what he called himself and what he had his friends call him. So dumb. Just the highest order of douche. He is. And Elaine dated a maestro on Seinfeld, but he was an actual maestro. A conductor of an orchestra? He was a conductor of an orchestra, but it was still douchey. It's bad. It's really douchey. So... Remember Jeff, Wendy's ex kind of timeout boyfriend? He takes the stand and says Charlie had bragged to him that he had contact in the criminal underworld. He also says that Wendy had told him very seriously that Charlie had looked into a hitman. And it wasn't the TV joke because Jeff has heard the TV joke repeatedly. Oh, my God. I love that they keep shading Charlie for repeating himself over and over and it's not funny it's not a joke charlie it's not it's bad and he had also very seriously looked into separate from the tv joke and jeff knew about this also anyone else feel like jeff is loving his moment in the spotlight and his alignment to this case i would too no I'm shame not mad jeff. At that. i would I'm absolutely that. do that same thing then there's this text thread that we see during the trial between katie and charlie I wrote it down. Yes. He says, at least you and your kids, and it's a you and a you are, are healthy. And I always have your back. And she says, thanks, hun. 
don't you got a hookup with plane tickets? I want to leave for Thanksgiving and I want to take my mom too. It's her 60th. I have that guy, but I know what he wants. Cat emoji. So I can't tell if she's saying that she knows a hit guy, but she knows what he wants. Cat emoji. What was the cat? uh, What is the cat? What face is the cat making? I don't think it matters. It's the fact that it's a meow, meow. I mean, is it a faraway cat or is it a cat that's going wink, smiley face? I don't know. It's just the cat face. But he doesn't want to always stand for that. Is that always what the cat stands for? If I send cat emoji to people, is that what it stands for? (laughs) No, no. Just in this context. I think this isn't like the eggplant emoji. No, no. I think it's just unusable at this point. You just cannot use it. If you send a cat emoji, people know you're talking about a cat because you have many cats. But if you said like, we all know what he's after, cat emoji. And I'm going to have to explain this to Joni. So I'm not going to do it right now. It starts with a P. So everyone knows. Okay, I don't know if everyone knows. What everyone I'm gets it. Okay. So she's saying, I know this guy. And I can't tell if she's talking about the plane tickets still. Like she knows the guy who would hook her up with plane tickets or she knows the guy for the hit. But either way, all they want from her is the kitty cat. Oh, this was during the... Was it's this, right after. This was the, after. No, it's literally, do you know a hookup for plane tickets? I want to take my mom for Thanksgiving for her birthday. I have that guy, but I know what he wants. So it's either this hitman thing or... And she's talking about Sigfredo, her baby daddy, or it's she knows a hook. She knows a lot of guys. And she's basically just coming out and asking him to buy her and her mom plane tickets to go away for Thanksgiving because she's ballsy and she's a hustler. So she sent him that text to Charlie. And Charlie says, I don't have any hookups. My name is Charlie, not Jerry. Wink emoji. I got jokes on a Monday. Where do you want to take your mom? Who is Jerry? My name is Charlie, not Jerry. Wink emoji. So Jerry is some sugar daddy Katie used to have or told Charlie about. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I was wondering, ¿Quién es Jerry? ¿Es un gato? ¿Es un ratón? Tom E. Jerry? Jerry es muy rico. (laughs) Es un idiota como Charlie. El maestro de malas decisiones. He is the maestro of bad decisions. Correct. And an idiot. One of my New Year's resolutions was to keep using Babbel regularly. And it's as easy a resolution as keeping up my eating more carbs resolution. Yeah. Unlike the carbs resolution, learning a new language is one of my resolutions every year keep improving and getting better. And I think learning a language is a great way to keep improving, working on your brain, getting better. And Babbel is the science-backed language learning app that works. And it doesn't cost hundreds of dollars for private tutors. And it doesn't take sitting in a community college classroom that smells like farts. It's in the privacy of your house. And also one study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. It's designed by real people for real conversations, like how to get around town, how to order food, how to shop. I honestly feel like I could go to Mexico and go to a market and food shop with no problem now. And I live in LA and a lot of people speak Spanish here. And I feel like I could jump in and help them if they needed directions. Because of the speech recognition technology, my accent and pronunciation are better. (laughs) 
It's getting there. It's They wouldn't laugh at me. I feel like the people that I was helping with directions would not laugh in my face. They'd know you were trying. They know I was trying. And they might know that you have help from a really good source like Babbel. Mm-hmm. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. They have 14 language courses. It's not just Spanish. They have a lot of languages. And in just 10 minutes a day, you can start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And it's really fun. They have a podcast on there. You play word games. It's great. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash date dateline. 55% off at babbel.com slash date dateline. And that's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date dateline. Rules and restrictions may apply 2024, let's better ourselves. Let's better and and learn how to babble in a new language. Let's better and babble ourselves. Open up your world, unlocking new languages. Love it. Thank you so much, Babble. Thank you, Babble. Katie, your skin is glowing. My skin is dull, dry, and winterized. And I live in LA. (laughs) What's happening? Not for long, because guess who's back? Back again. Apostrophe is back. Apostrophe is here and a new year is here. And we are committed to kicking it off right by finding small ways to help us look and feel our best. We really want to prioritize taking care of ourselves inside and out this year. And while Kimberly's New Year's resolutions involve improving her Spanish and bettering her brain, my New Year's resolutions always seem to revolve around being healthier in my body, drinking more water, drinking any water walking more, driving less, and of course, as always, to get healthier, clearer skin in 2024. That's why we're so excited to be back partnering with Apostrophe, because whether you're dealing with hormonal acne, breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe's mission is to empower you and help you feel confident and comfortable in your own skin. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear your skin, help clear up that acne. Simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals, your medical history, you snap a few selfies with your phone, and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan that is just for you. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all kinds of acne, hormonal acne, facial acne, even back, chest, and butt acne. They treat breakouts literally from head to toe. I have been using Apostrophe for several years now, and what I love about my experience with Apostrophe, other than having the access to their expert dermatology team, other than the fact that my treatment plan is always tailored to me, and my changing skin, by the way, because I seem to have a new thing pop up every year. I love that I don't need to schedule an in-person appointment and do that dreaded trip to the pharmacy. Whatever is given to me by the expert dermatology team is then delivered to me by mail. So I never need to go and do that pharmacy line. I don't have to go and wait in a dermatology office. It's being done all online. And I've had a great experience with Apostrophe and the dermatology providers that they have connected me with. So what are you waiting for? Get clearer, healthier skin in 2024. And we have a special deal for our listeners right now. Get your first visit with Apostrophe for only 5 
at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline. That's a savings of $15 right off the bat. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click get started, then use our code date dateline at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Apostrophe is putting a period at the end of your skin troubles. There we go. Thank you so much, Apostrophe. We love having you back. Yay. Thank you, Apostrophe. So prosecutors during the trial call Wendy a co-conspirator. A coke conspirator <laughs> A co-conspirator. Okay. Again, she very well may be, but I just don't know why she told all of that to the police. Unless it was to head them off because she knew they would find out anyway. That's the only reason I can think of. So, Or yeah. she was trying to be selfish. Or And she was still trying. I don't know. I got nothing. If she was trying to be selfish, she really could have pointed them heavier towards her recent boyfriend. Jeff. Right? But Jeff. unfortunately, Jeff has an airtight alibi. So right. there's two specific reasons that they think Wendy was involved. The killers knew that they had to kill Dan that day because he was leaving town the day after the murder. And how did they know that unless Wendy knew and told them? Or told Charlie and he told Katie, whatever. How do you think they knew it? Do you think it's just talking? Like it's she just, just casually mentioned to Charlie or Donna, because I think I, Donna was for sure in on it. Hey, I got, I'm getting the kids or they, he can't have the kids because he's leaving town. And she casually mentioned it. And they were like, okay, it has to be now. Because the two guys, Luis and Garcia, did not admit to following him for a day. They knew the routine. They knew he was going to do drop off Jim home. Right. They had been following him, though, I think. And they had tried previously. Oh, I forgot that. I okay. think they had tried previously and they couldn't find his house or something dumb like that. Very hee-haw gang. So, no, I think you might be mixing two cases. I might be sure? mixing two cases. Okay. That's right. totally possible. So the other reason they think she was involved, and none of this is proof, but it's suspicious. She had told police when she's like, oh, my God, he died? What happened? Oh, my God, I tried to drive by his street, and the whole street was blocked off with police tape. That was what it was for. So, A, why did she drive by his house? She had no reason to be in that area of town. B, she saw police had blocked off his street and didn't call him. And I think it's really not evidence, but it's like if you drove by someone you know's house and saw a big barricade, would you automatically text them and say, hey, what's going on on your street? Or is everything okay? Now, she had a contentious relationship. Maybe she didn't want to talk to him. But the police think, think it's very suspicious. Wouldn't you want to make sure that the kids were okay? They hadn't gotten to school that day. Right. So, yeah. you know, something accident. Yes. I don't know. Now, Katie has testified twice in both of her trials that she didn't know about the murder. But now in Charlie's trial, she says, I totally knew about the murder. I was in on the murder. And the whole thing was Charlie's idea. He asked me to find someone to hurt Dan. I asked my baby daddy, Sigfredo Garcia, to do it. But I couldn't tell Garcia that it was for Charlie because he saw Charlie as a romantic rival because she was dating both men at kind of the same time. There was overlap there. So I don't know what she told him, but she didn't say it was for Charlie. No, she said, I think she said maybe her work friend, something. Yeah, something like okay. that. So Charlie gave her a sealed envelope 
And he said he wore gloves so there would be no fingerprints and he didn't lick the envelope. This is Charlie who lets himself get recorded talking about killing people. Okay. He has suddenly had a smart moment. Okay. After the murder, she went to Charlie and he gave her money stapled in stacks. Really weird that it was stapled. Also, it was wet. And she thinks Donna... Wendy's mom washed the money, like took money laundering literally. Is that what happened? I don't Did that happen? Was there a rainstorm or did she take it to the laundromat? No, was she like, I, we have to wash this, we have to launder this money. Now, before I watched Ozark, did I know what money laundering meant? No. Did I think it meant washing it? Probably not. I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt and say I didn't think it involved water. But Donna didn't know that. But Donna didn't know that. She's never watched Ozark. Or she's trying to remove what? Fingerprints? Fingerprints? So the money's wet. And she thinks Donna had dropped off the money. Also, sorry, where is all this cash coming from? Right. So, well, Donna, they have a lot of money and they have a safe that they keep lots of money in. Why? Why do you have so much cash? I don't know. It's weird. So, because you're going to flee the country? She thinks Donna had dropped the money off at Charlie's with Harvey, the dad, the grandpa. So Harvey might be involved too. You think Harvey doesn't know what's going on? I don't know if Harvey is like, is just like, okay, dear, whatever you say. No, I think Harvey's doing what Donna tells him, but that means you're an accomplice. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So the reason Katie thinks that Donna had dropped off this money and the hit money came from Donna is because Charlie had always told her he never had money in his house. And suddenly he had all this cash and he said his mom had just been there or his parents had just been there. Now, he could have just told her that he never had money in the house because she was always asking him for money. So he pretended like he never had cash in the house. Totally reasonable because in later story, he had a lot of cash in his house. Because of schmugs? Yeah. Allegedly? Yeah. So she was paid also, Katie was paid also by the Dental Institute with checks signed by Donna, even though she hadn't worked there. But at this point, I think spending time with Charlie could be considered work. And I think you should get hazard pay if you are actually dating him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is Donna paying people to hang out with her kid? Maybe. She earned that money. Oh, for sure. Donna is. Can you just be friends with Charlie? So the defense for Charlie says, on this day, two crimes occurred. One of them is Dan's murder, and one of them the prosecutors don't even know about. But you're not going to hear about it right now, because I like a cliffhanger. This is what the defense is saying. And then Dennis says, so do we. And so they go to commercial. So this part I didn't know anything about, because I had not followed all the YouTube stuff. Do you know... Dan Rashbaum. The lawyer. Yeah, do we know him? I don't think so. If he's is been he on Dateline friend before, of Charlie? I'm not sure. He a friend of the Adelsons. Or a friend of Wendy's from law school? Yeah, I feel like he is. So Charlie takes the stand in his own defense. When Charlie takes the stand and he claims, get ready, on the day of the murder, Katie came over to his house, hysterical. She said, this is all my fault. I spoke in too much detail about your sister and Dan and the divorce and how you guys offered him a million dollars during the divorce and 
because I said too much, my friend killed Dan. And now he wants you to pay him a third of a million dollars. And if you don't pay in 48 hours, they'll kill you and they'll come after your family. And Charlie said to Katie, I feel like I'm getting extorted. No doy. Charlie is even dumb in his fake made up story that he is telling. Whose idea was it to put Charlie on the stand? Charlie or it was Charlie's or Dan, the or lawyer. Don's. Don or his mom's. Dan, yeah, maybe she Donna. Would, no, everyone's yeah. going to believe her baby boy. So they asked for a third of a million, not just a flat out million. Because right. a third of a million. 333,000.33. Repetent. Yeah. Round it up. 3.34. Yeah. So no. Charlie says, I don't have that much money, but he had 138,000, a, a mere pittance in his safe at home, even though he had told Katie he never has money. Drugs. How much did he have? One hundred and twenty-eight thousand. One hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. Smugs, smugs, yeah. worth of smugs. It rhymes with bugs. So he gives it to her. He says, "I can't ask my parents for the rest because they'll go to the police." So Katie suggests pay the hitmen in a payment plan of three three thousand a month. And Dennis says what we're all thinking, which is most killers don't agree to installment plans, but these did. Okay. So he. So the Latin Kings said, "Yeah, we'll sure, we'll do that. No um, interest. We'll, let's write up a contract. Yeah. And then no, they will collect interest. Oh, they will collect it. Three thousand a month a plus interest. Long term money making yeah. operation. Okay. So he says, I didn't know that Katie was involved in the plan because he's Charlie. But later she said she wanted health insurance for her kids. So she asked for a thousand a month out of the extortion money. So th- she's saying the ex- wouldn't the extorters mind that she was taking a thousand out of that? I don't understand. No, Kimberly, they they're fine with that they're because they want well. The it is her baby daddy. Our future, yeah, and, and it is <laughs> Garcia is the father, so he would want insurance for the kids. And I guess it's a thousand dollars to to pay for your kids. It's a thousand dollars a month for insurance. Yeah, that sounds right. So Donna. The mom, grandmommy, set up payments for Katie through the Dental Institute. And Charlie told his mom, Katie's going to be working for me. And Donna's like, Charlie has a friend. I've been paying for them anyways. That's great. So Katie's now getting paid and the extorters are getting paid 3000 a month. Okay. At the restaurant, La Dolce Vida, where he was recorded, he didn't mention extortion at all that he was being extorted. He never mentioned this plan, that any of this was going on. But he says it's because I was being really careful with my words, which totally sounds like Charlie. Right, because he's like a joke crafter. So when he crafts jokes, <laughs> he he's really careful. He does clever wordplay. Right. Remember? Yeah. Even Charlie's attorney says, I didn't believe this story at first. It is ludicrous, but... The prosecution's theory is that they killed a guy hoping they get paid after. And in this story, they killed a guy hoping they'd get paid after. But in the prosecution story, they were asked to kill this guy and promised that they would get killed after. In your story, they came up with this out of nowhere, killed this guy and just hoped that they would get money after. So there's a major difference. Fingers crossed. This is our big payout. Hope they'll do it. 
Charlie's wow. tie on the stand is as crooked as his morals, and Dennis calls him disheveled. Oh, no. Dennis says he went from, he said he went from being like a whatever, something Dapper, bachelor yeah. to a disheveled defendant. <laughs> good job. See, Dennis, that's a good joke. Yes. Maybe you should teach Charlie a few things. Mm-hmm. I would really like to see Dennis interview Charlie. The prosecutors say, have you ever heard that the simplest explanation is the most likely? And I screamed, Occam's razor, horses, not zebras. I finally have my moment. It's all happening. Katie's- you get your moment constantly. They don't usually say it in a trial. Okay. I just I feel say like it. you get your moment a lot. I feel like it's rare that it's the weird thing. I feel like it's always the simple thing. Well, we're going to get a weird one this year. We're yeah. going to get a really complicated one. So the prosecutor asked Charlie a brilliant question, which is, why did they have to kill Dan, someone you didn't like, to extort you? Couldn't they just threaten you and say, Charlie, we're going to kill you if you don't give us quarter, third of a million dollars? Such a good question. They were Latin kings or associated with the Latin kings. All they have to do is say, we will kill you. Dan doesn't have to be involved at all. I mean, just cut out the middleman. Dan is the middleman. Just go to Charlie and say, we will kill you if you don't give us money. Charlie is also such a narcissist that during the trial, when Rashbaum asks him, he has to prompt him basically to say, so were they saying they were going to hurt anyone else besides you? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they'd hurt my family, too. Yeah, but it was more but about Charlie me. thinks that it's all about him. It is about it's me. Just, yeah. Wow. And then the prosecution says... Did Katie say the guys are right outside? Is the danger like right there? And he said, imminent. No. And she says, did Katie sleep over that night? And he's like, yeah. So she didn't, this money that had to be given to the Latin Kings right now could wait until the morning. It could wait until I get some beauty sleep. And did you keep dating Katie after this? The woman who got you is almost killed by the Latin Kings. Yes, he did. He let her borrow his car and he helped her look for a boat. So apparently this woman needs money for insurance for her children, but can buy a boat. How mad were you about the boat? Why aren't Katie and I getting our boat, but this Katie is getting her boat? He said, but he does say, I didn't pay Dr. Boopner, which so everyone is saying that she paid for those boobs herself, except there's a text from the day of the surgery where she texted Charlie, should I just put it on the credit card? Yeah. And he says she must have been talking about something else. Why is this such a big deal? Just Why do we care? Just say paid for the boob job. If no one she's cares. talking about buying a boat or getting a Lexus, those are more expensive than Dr. Boobner. What, is she getting a $40,000 breast augmentation? She's not. I think it's so- just a salacious detail that he paid for half of her boob job. And that happens all the time. All the time in Florida. So, and everywhere. So, everywhere. I think she wants to everyone to know she paid for her own boob job. Great. Did you pay for your own boat? It's like they're, he's trying to separate himself from, it's just so weird. Like he didn't keep paying for things after he was being extorted, but he still was paying her $1,000 out of the, th- I don't know. So, anyways. Okay. He says, I was still close to her, yes, because in the restaurant video, he says, I'll go to the moon and back for you, because I heard they have good Coke there. He's so romantic and original. Yeah. Is what I love about him. He says, well, I felt like she was protecting me from the Latin Kings. Sure. She also got got you involved with the Latin Kings. 
Okay. Oh, my God. So then we meet this Substack guy, and I had to look up what Substacks are, and they're basically like blogs or newsletters like I thought they were, and he knew Dan. And anyways, he's just there to say that he thought the prosecutor did okay but could have done a better job going at Charlie. Did you like the, our prosecutor? Did you like I did. Georgia Kappelman? Her closing was very good. She says, mm-hmm. so we're saying that these two hitmen who have no connection to Dan and have don't have two nickels to rub together, spent the money to rent a car, pay for gas, and drive across the state of Florida to kill Dan with no promise that they would get money after. Why didn't they just rob Charlie or threaten Charlie? Drugs. How hard must you have to work to not just be dripping with sarcasm when you're talking? I mean, my face would be so screwed up. She's very calm and kind of put together. Mm -hmm. There was some sarcasm, though, for sure. So the prosecutor says, basically, also, Wendy and Donna are involved. She's not even really hinting it. She's like calling them co-conspirators. It's a matter of time. She says, Charlie thought he was the savior of the family. He was equal parts black sheep and mama's boy. And (laughs) Donna would often ask him to help, in quotes, Wendy. I don't know why help was in quotes. Someone on Twitter said that Charlie is to Wendy, that Alex is to Lori Vallow. And I thought that was a brilliant analogy. Well done. This brother and sister are too close, and it's weird. Yeah, I can see that. So the defense says, essentially, Charlie had no motive to kill Dan, even though he talked about it all the time and made that TV joke all the time. And you should think zebras, not horses. I know you've all heard of Occam's Razor because Kimberly talks about it all the time, jury, but think the opposite. Think zebras, not horses. But what would be, but literally just his motive is to be the hero? Yeah. It's the hero motive. Yeah. So jury comes back in three hours. They find him guilty. Thank goodness. Thousands were live streaming the verdict. Oh, yeah. And his head goes down and he mouths no. And then the prosecutor leaves the courtroom and says, I can't say if there'll be more charges. Stay tuned. And walks away. His reaction was a huge deal because he really, he's that delusional that he thought everyone bought it. Yeah. This family has been buying their way out of problems for a long time. The amount of DUIs that I think Charlie has and he's still practicing. And this is totally speculation. I know nothing. Oh, I have information right in front of my face right now about traffic stops and telling the cops that he's an ER doctor. There we go. He's a piece of work. And yes, there are previous arrests with previous criminal activities, including bugs. So the prosecutor's like, stay tuned. There may be more charges, but I can't say anything right now. And that gets everyone in a frenzy because everyone wants Donna to be next. So Charlie calls his mom from prison. It's all being recorded. And he's very upset that he got convicted. He is just in shock. He's like, I don't know what to say. And she says, there's nothing to say. And she's crying. And Donna says, I can't believe this is reality. There's no out for this. They're all delusional. They're They're all, all delusional. They have been able to use money to get out of everything thus far. And they can't believe there's no out for this. So Charlie says, the jury hated me. They looked at me like some guy who's making five million a year. I wasn't. It was just two million, mom. No, I made up the last part. But that's literally what he's saying. I think that also you have to think about this. In Charlie's mind, 
he's going to blame the Latin kings, and this is Florida, and so he just thinks they're going to buy it because he's mm-hmm. just kind of a rich white dude. No, man. that Charlie, sir, no. The jury did good. Yes. So Donna is like, they didn't give you a chance. They had their mind made up. Now, I would say he should have cut his hair. I think his hair was a big problem. I think it looked greasy and made him look greasy and that like slimy. I have some and words for f- my fashion police is just his court attire. Thank you. And what I would have done. Yeah, I would have done it differently. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you would have too. Yeah, yeah. So Charlie says it was like a particular TV show. You know, the one which means get ready to mark off Dateline gets referenced on Dateline on your bingo cards. I love it that Dennis said that. And I love it that I was like, I said out loud, law and order. (laughs) I'm ashamed of myself. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm ashamed. (laughs) And then I had to go back and I said it in front of Oliver. and And then you hear Dateline and he's like, oh, did they say Dateline? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm the worst person. A particular show. You know the one. It's also on this network, but it's different. What's wrong with me? Dick Wolf production. Well, I don't. Dennis was being coy with me. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So Charlie on the phone calls from jail is like, it was like sitting in the courtroom watching Dateline. Like it deviated from being a trial to being Dateline. Dateline shows trials, Charlie. Yeah. And when they realized they were losing, they had to turn it into Dateline because nobody watches Dateline without coming away with their own thinking like they've figured it out. And I can't tell what he's talking about. If he's talking about the prosecutors when they realized they were losing. He's never seen Dateline. turned it into Dateline or the jury members turned it into Dateline because they you want to feel like you figured it out. He's never seen Dateline. He doesn't understand that Dateline presents a case. Yeah. And it's figured out. Yeah. There has been a verdict 90% of the time, Charlie. So like this isn't a show where it's making a murderer and it's kind of like, oh, no, did he do it? He didn't do it. Did he do it? It's This is not that show, Charlie. You need to watch a Dateline. I hope they get Dateline in prison. Also, keep Dateline's name out your darn mouth, Charlie. No, keep Dateline out of prison, too. Stop it. I think they do watch Dateline. I think I've heard that. Okay. So Donna says... There are things we have to take care of, and we've got a very tight time frame. We've got to take care of things. Charlie, she's sobbing. So what do they have to take care of? Schmug We're going to find out. Schmug clients. Now, schmite-schlans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on this one call, Donna is talking to Charlie, but his call drops, and she's still talking to people in the room. And doesn't realize she's being recorded, which is totally a Joni thing where she thinks she's hung up and I have to hear her for half an hour talking to my dad about 90 Day Fiance. And I'm just like, please hang up the phone. So she doesn't know she's being recorded. And she says to the others in the room, I texted Wendy last night. Mm -hmm. I know you never ask us about your brother, but the first thing he asks about is you. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that you never call us. Or Oof. ask about him. So Stop Wendy it, Donna. Stop totally it. Totally separating herself from the family. I just said you weren't up for phone calls. Everyone looks to protect you. I bet you've got a lot to think about. Which kind of makes it seem like Wendy was in on it. Like, you know, we all did this for you to protect you. And I'm sure you have a lot to think about because we're all going down for this, but you aren't. Like, it's very, hmm. So Wendy, who is a lawyer, 
writes back with her official statement, I'm not responsible in any way for Charlie's situation. I was not involved in any way with Dan's death. So she's totally separating herself from the family, knows that her mom's phone is maybe being looked at by police still. She is separating herself. Really smart to do that. Yeah, In- very incredibly smart, smart to, yeah. to be doing that. And mom to be laying a guilt trip is just says everything. Mm-hmm. So Donna says, I swear to God, our family is cursed. Much like the Lannisters are cursed and they did nothing to bring it on themselves. Sure. She says, I have a safe here and I want to give her the codes. We're going to be gone. We've been looking up where there's no extradition like Vietnam. But if the plane crashes on the way there, no one's going to know where anything is. So I need to show her. I need her to come up here and see the safe. I don't think that's too much to ask. These are rich people problems. Yeah, they really are. The things you have to take care of before you go to flee the country are very different depending what class you're in. Mm. You have to transfer everything to offshore accounts, I think. I don't know how that works. Yeah, that takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Authorities learn that the day after Charlie was convicted, Donna and Harvey booked one-way tickets to Vietnam, and they were to depart a week after Charlie's conviction, but she's arrested at the airport. So all of this happened very fast, Charlie's conviction, them being arrested by the FBI, and she's so cocky in these videos, like they're trying to grab her phone from her, and she like tries to snatch it out of the guy's hand, and I'm like, she is just thinks she's in charge of everything. No, it's just privilege privilege it's yeah. just no you don't know what no i'm not yeah. like everyone else yes you are you're you are. A full criminal here and she is rolling her eyes when she's in the back of the cop car and she is rolling her eyes as she's booked into jail she has a piss poor attitude missy stop doing that get your act together Mm-mm. so charlie's lawyer who didn't win is now representing donna Don't do that, Donna. Why are you hiring him? He didn't win. Oh, Donna, don't hire him. No. Now, there is some suspicion that he has been helping Donna to try to flee the country because on these jail calls with Charlie, Donna says, I don't know if we'll make it out in time, but Dan, the lawyer, says we might. And so Dennis asked the lawyer, are you helping her or counseling her on how to leave the country? And he says, no, but I can't say really more legally. Dan, are you going to prison? Dan. What's going on, Dan? So she's charged with murder, conspiracy, and solicitation of murder. Ooh, bad. Yeah. Dan's mom, who is a hero, Ruth, releases a book called The Unveiling, and it's about the murder and the trials and being a grandparent's advocate And she's signing books at a book signing, and she's amazing. And she says, I'm now preparing for the fourth trial, and it's like training for the Olympics, but I'll be ready. And Dennis says, do you think Wendy should be worried? And she says, I think everyone should be worried. Drop the mic, Ruth. So good. They end the episode on this precious moment with Dan's friend, but I think they should have ended it on the drop the mic moment. I think everyone should be worried. That was so good. Well, yeah, because if we're going to get one more update, then we could maybe focus on Dan's life a little more and then do sort of that. And then, you know, have the conclusion with like, remember, in all this mess, there is 
a father was lost, a professor of was course. lost, all of this yes. stuff. Yeah. And that's but, what always happens in these big scandal cases is mm-hmm. like the victim gets overshadowed by all of the crazy family members that did it. And that's sad. That's it is sad. It's really, sad. really sad. I think. Yeah. But I also think the his mom being like, mama bear's coming, the court system is coming, and everyone should be scared. This whole family might go down. Yeah. Except for Rob. Rob has changed his name. Speaking of Thank name changes. Rob, I you're a hero. How did you get out? You're awesome. Good for you, buddy. I wonder if there's any interviews or anything with Rob. I'm very curious to see if he's just totally steering clear yeah. or if he's trying to get into the fray or not. I doubt it. Yeah, I'm done. Mm-mm. Let's go to B-roll Bonanza. Let's do it. We get lots of hazy restaurant footage. Lots and lots. We do get Ruth at her book signing, which is adorable, and she mm-hmm. looks great. We get Phil and Ruth, Markel having a Folgers moment, and we get another Folgers moment at the very beginning, two Folgers moments that I counted with yes. Jeremy and Tracy, who are friends of mm-hmm. Dan also, in their kitchen. Ruth and Phil looking through a photo album, not oh, Lucy's yes. photos. Good job. Yeah, that was good. Also, Jason Newland, who is the investigator, putting mm-hmm. a CD into his laptop, Don't which know. I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> is that a clip from the last episode or is that his current laptop? Because it would make a difference because that was 2020. I just, I don't know why. It doesn't. His lap- Do they still make laptops that take CD, have a CD drive in them? He doesn't have memory sticks or any SD cards or anything like that? Sometimes it's hard for people to switch over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. He have did, they any don't have answers. good funding in his. In his but I have two really important questions for you. Yeah. Number one, is Charlie in trouble in prison? Because essentially, during his trial, he stated that he was extorted by the Latin Kings. Right. Now, I might be stupid, but are there some Latin Kings affiliation Definitely. people in prison? One hundred percent. Is he being kept separate? Where is Charlie? Is he in trouble? Great. Good to know. Is he in protective custody or is he in gen pop? Okay. Second question. Who are you predicting that Donna is going to throw under the bus in her trial? I would say Harvey because I don't know if she would ever do it to Wendy, but she seems to be very annoyed She's mad with at Wendy. Wendy, though. And so I kind of think it might be Wendy next. I think it might be Wendy because Harvey's not a big enough fish, but Wendy has the biggest motive of anyone. Yep. And she's going to be going toe to toe with lawyer daughter. That's scary. Oh, man. But when Donna's getting arrested, she keeps saying, my husband's so frail. He's like 80 years old. How's he going to get home by himself? Oh, Donna. Yeah. So Trixie. Can she talk to Charlie in prison? Can you do prison to prison phone calls or not really? I don't think so. No, Mm. unless there's they have sneaky ways. They pass kites. They're called kites. I think that. Oh, that's right. Kites. Yeah. How many times a day, though, is she calling Rathbaum? She's driving him crazy, and he's wishing he never met the Adelsons. Five times a day. But maybe he's They have unlimited funds. He could get a book deal out of this, and so maybe that's why he's hanging on. Well, then you need to win. Yeah. You need to kind of win. That's how Jose Baez got it. Is he? I mean, Casey Anthony was yeah. freed. Yeah. So, yes, he's going to get letters in prison. I'm just answering oh, for that sure. for you. Yeah. And then also, how to not dress your client for trial yeah. to make him look like a privileged douchebag. Mm-hmm. You needed to really think about that mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. You did need to cut his hair, maybe some bronzer. I don't know. You just needed to make him seem less douche A suit was not the way to go. No. You needed to put him in a sweater. 
Oh. Maybe. Yeah, and that tie is so crooked. And his hair is no, so greasy. Don't put him in a suit. No. And don't put him in a white shirt, ever. Ever put him in a white shirt. Like, if you're going to have him in a suit, have him in something like sort of medium blue, rumpled. Just, this is bad. Titles. Okay. The one with Dr. Boobner. <laughs> there we go. Uh, everybody act like they forgot about gibbers. <laughs> Everyone did forget. Eminem. These MFers act like they forgot about gibbers. I didn't forget about gibbers. Is gibbers in a song? I could never forget about gibbers. No. But oh. everybody acts like they forgot about Dre. Is a song. And you just put gibbers in? Yeah. How was I supposed to know that? I don't know. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Get ready. Yeah, I'm ready. This episode's called Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Did I do that? Yes, you did. Ah. That was really good. Good job. I'm not done. Okay, let's go. Who the fake is Jerry? Yeah, who is a Jerry? A callback to who the fake is Nick Schneider. Yeah. Adelson's razor instead of Occam's razor. Oh, that's good. Good. Think Adelson's, not zebras. And La Dolce jail cell. Think Adelson's, not Latin kings. Yeah. They Dolce did. I tried to get somewhere too. I look up caged life. And it, it did not translate to something that was good as good as Dolce Vita. I was mm. upset. I was bummed out. I've got Karma Drives a Big Bus Surveillance. Nope. Bad. A very expensive TV. Yes. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Donna's Wheel of Misfortune. Ex-husband, That's execution, extortion. That's ex Ex-husband, execution, extortion, extradition. Ooh, I, I love that. And it's supposed to be three, but you can pick your three favorites. One time... Somebody calls them a five-star family. It was a mm-hmm. friend of Donna's, I think. Oh, it's the guy that talks about Wheel of Fortune. And I said they are a zero-star family. Zero, zero stars. Zero stars. Can we give negative review on Zagat's? And then he is a periodontist, which I have cleverly changed. I'm going to have to bleep it to periodumbass. <laughs> really? I like that. It's real close. Thank, Thank you, you everyone. everyone. Make sure you follow us on social media. Lots of fun stuff. And join our Patreon. We we just started doing Traitors. Traitors. Season two. And we love doing season one. So we're so excited to be back. And yes. we're doing these Don't Watch Alones where we live twice a month where we're talking about what we're watching and just TV. I think we're going to talk about Natalia Grace this yeah. week. Don't miss Wednesdays, depending on when you're hearing this episode. Don't miss tonight's or don't miss yeah. tomorrow night's because... I have watched the second season of Natalia Grace. Curious case of Natalia Grace. Natalia Speaks. Natalia Speaks. So thank you, everybody. And don't watch alone. Be your own. Wait, what's the joke again? I can't. Period. What's the joke? Be your own period. No, don't do that. What is the joke? I was going to get you a hitman, but this TV was cheaper. I was going to get you a hitman, but this podcast is better. What? I mean, you could just (laughs) fill in the blank. It's words. It's Mad Libs. Challenge this week. Can you put that in the Instagram post? Everyone just do your best. Yeah. I was going to get you a hitman, but fill in the blank. Let's see what you come up with. I'm dying to know. Because it's going to be better than, but all I got you was this TV. It it doesn't work, Charlie. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. where I cannot stop thinking about those poor frozen iguanas that you told me about last week. I want to knit them all little sweaters.
and prevent them from getting cold. And I have an update on them. I'll tell you after. Many people sent me articles. So it does happen. Oh, yeah. It's real. They don't die. They just are frozen. It's horrible. I can't. I'm so upset. But they're cold-blooded. They don't feel like you and me. You know that, right? But it's not like they're freezing and a... inside their brains, they're like, I'm so cold. That's not... No, it's no. the fall that I'm worried about. Is it fun for them? I don't think it's fun. Like a like Tower of Terror, which is not yeah. fun. Where it's like scary but fun? I don't think so. But okay, I'm maybe trying to help, think I'm trying to help like you out. That. It makes me feel better to think about that they're in, they're in their heads going, wee! Okay, every teenage iguana is like ready for winter to come yeah because they know it's gonna happen and they put themselves in the highest tree and their parents are screaming at them Mm -hmm. being like jeremiah don't go so high come down (laughs) two branches jeremiah jeremiah is a bullfrog not an (laughs) iguana in this he is i'm sorry i was trying to get to zacchaeus because zacchaeus was in a tree remember that was my that was for old fans of the show will remember when i sang the Zacchaeus from the Bible parable song. Oh my God. Zacchaeus in a tree. At all. But, anyways, Jeremiah is way up high and then he wants to fall the furthest. Yeah, he does. He's a daredevil. Yeah. Because security cameras not in 4K. It's ridiculous. Do you know what 4K is? No, I don't. But I think it's. Okay, I it, sounded it sounded really good. Really I'm going to cut me saying that okay. because I want people to think <laughs> that that's right. <laughs> 